Welcome to episode number five of the Gratitude and Grit podcast, hosted by Nick Prohaska and Brad Hokinson. We created this podcast for you to talk about real things with real people that everyone can relate to. Our goal with this show is to galvanize our community and provide you with the tools necessary to create a better you through gratitude and grit. On this week's episode, we're going to have Nick break down what intensity means for our CrossFit workouts. So plug in, sit back, and enjoy the show. So in episode number three of the Gratitude and Grit podcast, uh, we broke down what is CrossFit. And in one of those uh, elements, we talked a little bit about workouts. And workouts are always constantly varied, high-intensity functional movements. So thought it would be a good topic um, for this episode to talk about intensity and what that means in the world of CrossFit. Yeah. And so as defined, and we talked about this a little bit in episode number three, but uh, intensity um, equals power, which equals force times distance divided by time. So it's how heavy, how far did you move something, and how long did it take you? Exactly, yeah. Move a large load, a long distance, and as, as quickly as you can, and that would equal essentially intensity. So whether that's doing air squats as quickly as you can in a minute, or whether that's deadlifting one rep as heavy as you can, both of those could be very intense movements, right? And you can do do both of those in a minute. So, Yeah, and then um, we also made comments over the last uh, few episodes at various points about, um, you know, the beauty of CrossFit is it has a clock, which automatically... um, amplifies intensity because you have this clock looking at you the entire time. Yeah. And then we talked a little bit about, um, working out with a partner also Mm -hmm. amps up the intensity because you're kind of competitive and you're racing a little bit. Yeah. So kind of asking the question to you, you know, either what is intensity to you or why does intensity matter in CrossFit? Well, intensity really, uh, I mean, that's where results come from, um, specifically, you know, we'll talk about in the gym, but results come from intense focus. You know, if you want to interchange the word focus or intensity, but in the gym, you get stronger by lifting heavier loads, period, right? That's how your muscles grow and get bigger. Um, if you want to lose weight, you need to work out with intensity as well. And intensity doesn't necessarily mean just high levels of heart rate or a burst of energy, you know, intensity could be, I'm going to walk three miles a day every day for 10 years. That's pretty intense to me. Or thinking uh, through nutrition, right? Um, Going through a fad diet for a week, you might lose a couple pounds, but you're going to put it right back on. That is not, that's intense for a week. There's not a lot of long-term focus there. So eating healthy as a lifestyle essentially could be thought of as intensity. How much focus are you willing to put into the task? Whether that's dialing in your nutrition or whether that's lifting heavy loads for five minutes in a workout called Fran, you know? So intensity to me and in in CrossFit, and, and I would argue in a lot of aspects in life, that is where results come from, is a 
is a focus is is a hyper focus on on what you're what you're trying to do. Gotcha. Um, so kind of keeping with that, um, you know, how often should somebody work out, uh, and maybe at what relative intensity? Okay. Yeah. So yeah. How often, right. You're thinking about someone coming into CrossFit and you get the question, how often should I come into the gym? Is, is three days a week good? Is that bad? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it depends. Um, how often should I work out? it kind of depends on where where you're starting from or where you're coming from. If you are someone who has never exercised or you've been, you know, you've been a mom for six years, you've had kids and now you're wanting to get into a fitness routine and you haven't been working out. Um, you need to monitor the intensity so that you can maintain it over the long term and knowing that you can increase the intensity over time meaning you could increase your frequency of workouts over time. Um, you know, it, I think a good way to put it, so we strive for, in CrossFit, I'd say we strive to work out six days a week. Now, that's not always going to happen, but let's just, for the sake of an example, let's just take six days or six workouts in a week. A perfect score, which granted will be unachievable for, for most people, right? Other than professional athletes. Let's just say a perfect score working out six days a week, we can score 600, meaning you give 100% intensity. That's a true hundred percent intensity, six days. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. So if our, if our perfect score, what we're striving for is a 600, you know, and let's use that example where, you know, I'm a mom, or let's just say I'm a dad. I've been a dad, you know, a new dad. I've had kids, and I haven't worked out in 10 years, right? If I haven't worked out in 10 years, I'm coming in the gym, and I can give 100% intensity on one workout. Like, I can give you everything that I have and fall on the floor, and I literally could tell you, man, that was a true 100%. But that will prevent me from coming back to the gym tomorrow and probably the next day and probably the next day. So therefore, I'd give 100% on day one. Let's just say that's Monday. Maybe I could come back into the gym on Thursday or Friday. And whatever output that I have won't be a true 100%. Maybe it's a 50%. So now my score is 150 over four days. And maybe then I could give another workout. And maybe that's another true 100%. So 250 over six days but I could net the same or greater results if I gave 60% on a Monday and I gave 60% on a Tuesday and 60% on a Wednesday. Maybe if I'm feeling good by Thursday, I can give 75%. And you see where I'm going? Like, so yeah, it's important to work out every day or frequently more frequent as opposed to going hard one day and then taking two days off, which would be very similar to your nutrition example also exactly. at the top. If I ate clean for Monday and then Tuesday and Wednesday, like shit, right? then I didn't really net anything. But I think I did because I ate clean one day, so I think I'm losing all this weight. But in the reality, the days I binged, um, 
were counterproductive to it. So it's kind of the same thing with the workout. hundred percent. That that's a hard reality to, to realize, right? Like whether you're talking about food or working out, like how many times have you heard people not even in the CrossFit space, but well, I work out three days a week, but what do you do during your workouts three days a week? And there's four other days in the week. So really, are you actually working out for one hour for three days? I don't know how many hours are in a week. I don't know, but like, I, you'd rather you'd get more benefit out of consistency rather than a, that burst of focus, right? So, and you definitely have the, I mean, the the way the class schedule is set up, and the way that kind of the calendar works is Thursday um, is basically open gym. Yeah, there's one class, uh, and then Sunday is open gym. Mm-hmm. So already, what the schedule is telling us is we need to work out five days a week. And then it would be nice to get in the other two days a week to just do some movements. Exactly. Um, to work on some of our deficiencies. Yeah. Practice um, skills. Practice sure. skills, but you're moving, which if you go back to our get fit to stay active podcast, it's very important to stay active seven days a week. And it doesn't even have to be CrossFit like we talked Absolutely. about in that episode. I mean, go do something else, go run. Um, but it's definitely important to uh, work out, you know, as much as you possibly can but then it goes back to your intensity conversation. So, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's a tough question to answer for people when they're coming in and and saying, how often should I come into the gym? And well, it depends, you know, one, what is your schedule going to allow? Obviously two, what's your history? And then three, like, where are we trying to take this thing? You know, I, I'd love to see people in the gym four five, six days a week, you know, Granted, that that's really tough for, for for a beginner, but someone who's changing their routine, right? If you you haven't been working out, or even if you have in a different space, like trying to carve out six hours out of your week is really hard to do initially. So, um, so yeah, it's the discussion of it, of intensity has a lot to do with, yeah, well, how often and how much should I be giving in each individual workout? So do you think it's, would you say the goal is to give a hundred percent every workout or between 90 and a hundred? No, not, not always. Um, the I, reason, the reason why I asked that is, is, um, you know, I'm 39 years old and I feel like I have a natural, um, tendency to kind of always knock it back a couple notches. And the one thing I've been working on here in the last, I'm going to say a couple months, you know, through the open, I worked on a little bit was try and come out and try and give a hundred percent or closer to it. Um, you know, instead of sometimes I'll come out at 60% or 70% and right. then try and build up, build up to it. But I know at the end of the workout that I have gas in the tank still. Yeah. And so, I'm trying to push that limits, but I think it's a little bit of my age. Um, you know, it's kind of a, a natural limiter sure. on it that you, you're trying to protect the body a little bit. Um, so yeah, that, that I totally agree with that. And that makes a ton of sense. I think that discussion is, has a lot to do with your understanding of your scale. What is a hundred percent? Like what does, in different formats, what does a hundred percent effort mean in 60 seconds or what does a hundred percent effort mean in five minutes or what does a hundred percent effort mean in 10 minutes or, you know, 
take it out to however long time domain like that's a that's a takes a learning curve to understand what you can put out in those certain time domains you know and it takes testing and retesting and you've been doing crossfit now for three years or more and you've got some of those workouts and some of those feel and it's a feel under your belt where you know what your hundred percent is in those certain things so it's um so I'd say my, my advice, if someone says, yeah, what should I be giving in each workout? Well, you need to be learning about yourself in each workout, right? Each workout, yeah, it's, you're there to either get stronger, sweat, heart, sweat, whatever. But, but each workout is a learning opportunity to say, hey, what did I give? Maybe you have no clue. It's movements that you've barely ever done and it's a weird workout. But get done with that workout and then you can ask yourself, how do I feel? Do I feel like I moved safely? One, I mean, that's always a priority. Like if you're not moving safely, everything else is out the window. So am I, did I move safely through those movements? You got to be honest with yourself with those two. Um, and then where could have I challenged myself more with the intensity, either moving faster, moving a heavier load. Um, so my recommendation, which doesn't answer the question, but every workout is a learning session as a big, if we're talking to beginners, I'd say, and I try to tell people that like, you need to be not giving 90 or a hundred percent each workout. You need to leave the gym with some gas in the tank so that you know that you're going to be able to come back tomorrow. Right. Because with beginners and people that haven't been working out a ton, that's the soreness factor is real. So, so do you find it pretty common that uh, most people working out that they come out of the gate too hot during a workout. And so would you say that they they have too much intensity early on? Oh yeah, absolutely. So yeah, coming out of the gate, meaning like starting the workout, yeah. you know, you have a 20 minute workout and in the first 90 seconds of the workout, your heart rate is spiked and you're can't catch your breath and you're seeing stars. Yeah. It's, it's super common. Yeah. Um, and so our advice to the newer athletes would be to maybe take it a little bit slow at the beginning, definitely. but then finish stronger. Finish strong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, that would be fantastic. That's even for veteran athletes, honestly. Um, yeah, you need to start at a moderate enough pace where you understand what your body, what your body's going to do and how it's going to respond to the different things that you're doing in the workout. You, you know, you might just be running, right? The other day we did, we did 400 meter sprints. Um, or you might be doing 10 different things in the workout. You need to understand through the early parts of those workouts, like, Hey, what's going on? You know, your body's not used to maybe doing these things that you're requiring it to do. So you're in a, you're in a learning stage and then yeah, finishing strong would be fantastic. Um, this, this analogy just popped into my head, but thinking about running a, a foot race, right? Marathon or 400 meter, hundred yard dash, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like there's a finish line and there's a finish tape, right? Well, you run through the tape, specifically on sprints, right? If you've watched Olympic sprinters, those dudes cruise through like 30 yards or 30 meters, whatever, 
past the finish line mm-hmm. because they're they've increased their intensity through the duration of that workout. It's a nine, 10 second workout, but they don't collapse at the finish line and they obviously don't collapse before the finish line. Like they, they push through and they, they're catching their fastest speed in the later part of that sprint. So I think that that's a good analogy for, for a lot of things, hitting goals and all sorts of stuff, but actually thinking about it in workouts too, that we do, you want to be able to finish strong and you got to get your stride right in the early stages using that analogy you've got to figure out what your stride or what your pacing tempo is going to be yeah and i think that would be a good challenge to our community to you know work on that come out of the gate a little bit slower than you think because you always have a lot of energy at the beginning but then try and finish strong to where you know that last 30 seconds or the last 60 seconds you can go at max effort and you're not taking any rest or whatever so if you pick up a barbell you know and you got 10 reps to do and 30 seconds that you can knock out all 10. You're not dropping each one and yeah. breathing and all that stuff. Or if you're doing burpees, then you can just go totally. for the last 30 seconds at max effort instead of just kind of coasting, you know, and you see the clock has five seconds left on it. And you're just like, well, I'm done. Right. You know? Yep. And I think that's pretty common for us because we do get tired and we look at, you know, zero on the clock as the finish line. And so we, we don't want to go past zero. Right. God forbid we do that. So of course, it's a good way to look at it. Yeah, I agree. And so uh, we've talked about intensity kind of as an effort um, factor. What about intensity as far as focusing or other types of intensity that come to your mind as you're coaching athletes? Uh, well, I think I hit on a little bit earlier, but with with nutrition, you know, one like you've got to you've got to ease into it, you know, just the analogy or what we were just talking about with the workout. Like if you're trying to make drastic changes in your nutrition, you need to understand that this is a long-term play and the diet doesn't work. Whatever your diet is, whether it's a week or a day or 30 days, it doesn't work. Your diet needs to be your nutrition lifestyle. The intensity with your nutrition is slow and steady wins the race. Yep. Right. This is the marathon of intensity. You've got to be consistent and steady and making the same repetitive movements over and over and over again. You've got to be making the same decisions over and over again. I'm going to eat the right food. I'm going to eat eggs and vegetables in the morning instead of fruity pebbles and, and making those sort of decisions on repeat far into the future. So, um, you know, it, it looks and feels different, but, but I would definitely consider your nutrition is a function of your intensity or your focus on it. And then what about, um, maybe practicing, um, you know, before we get ready to do our workout or something like that, like practicing the movements or kind of warming up. What about intensity as it relates to that? Anything come to mind? Um, Yes. So the the warm up and, and practice sessions before a workout more often than not are, are literally just that. They're times to warm your body up and, and practice the things that you're doing. So so that's not a time to be as intense, I'd guess. Um you know, you're you're there to 
develop the skill or develop the strength component that we're working on for that day um, in a practice setting, right? And then practice is just that. You need to be able to do something repetitively with efficiency and with efficacy before you can apply intensity, which will come in the workout, if that makes sense. Yeah, that does. Um, so I got one question that I've been kind of pondering for a little bit. And as a, as you mentioned, I'm three years in, um, so looking at workouts as workouts are written on the board every day is trying to understand the intent of a workout. And so Christine is programming for different, um, intensities would be one way to put that, but kind of, as I see different things, um, at different weights. So for example, if I come and I see the RX workout is to move a barbell at 75 pounds, what does that mean to you? If I see a barbell for a male loaded at 75 pounds, that should be light and fast. That's a, should be, it should feel easy essentially. Yeah. And so I think that it's, um, and we're going to go through this, but I think that's kind of the the good takeaway there is for all of us coming in. And what would that weight be for a female? Uh, 75% of that. So at 75 pounds, I feel like that's a 55 pound or no, probably less than 55 pounds for a female if, if it's 75 for a male. Okay. And so I think that if we're coming to the gym, we see on the, on the whiteboard that it's um, a 75 pound RX for males, 55 pound RX for females that that equals, that is a fast sprint movement. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. If you see thrusters at 75 pounds and ladies, if they've, you know, it's a 55 pound thruster that should be looked at as unbroken essentially, unless there's like 50 or a hundred of those reps, but yeah, it should be fast in a sprint going through that movement, you know, seeing that weight. And then if we saw, say, for example, on the other side of that would be 135. So if we saw a 135RX weight for males, what does that kind of mean to you? Yeah, so 135 for men and 95 for ladies would be, depending on the movement, moderately heavy. Um, On a a technical movement like a snatch or a clean and jerk, 135 pounds should feel moderately heavy. it's a movement where you're very confident with it. It's nowhere near, it's not near your one rep max, but it is, it's quite challenging. Um, oftentimes we'll describe it as you should be able to do multiple repetitions with that weight. So at 135 as an RX athlete, you should be able to, whatever it is, let's just say it's a snatch. You should be have the capacity to do multiple repetitions without letting go of the bar. Maybe it's three or five or more. Um, but in a workout setting, you may or may not be doing multiple repetitions at a time. You might be doing one, letting the bar down, doing another one, dropping the bar. It's really based on feel. And I feel like that weight should be, you know, I could categorize it as, as heavy, moderately heavy. Yeah. And I think that that's a good example because my snatch would be, you know, 135 for me would be pretty damn close to my PR sure. are at the upper limits. So yeah. if I come into the, to the gym and I see on the whiteboard, 135 RX, and we're going to do, I don't know, 15 reps or something like that. What it, what that weight tells me is it should be heavy. 
Mm-hmm. And this is not a sprint because it's not 75. Um, but I need to modify then that workout a little bit to accommodate me. So maybe I do it at 115 or something exactly. like that. But I don't drop all the way down to 75 or 65 because it's intended to be heavy. Right. Yep. It's intended to be heavy. Yeah. And <clears throat> exactly. That's that's really how you should be approaching the workouts. And, you know, and the coaches, we do our best to kind of tell you like, hey, this is what it should feel like right and and knowing what that feels like and again it's kind of there's a, a learning curve specifically you know beginner athletes and people that are very new to lifting weights and, and you know technical olympic lifts specifically but um yeah knowing what that feels like or knowing where your max is and then where these weights fall in line you know 50% of your max is pretty light, you know, it's on the light side of moderate, but 30% is, is that sprint, that 75 yep. pound feel. So, and then kind of the one that's in between is a 95, which is a pretty common number that we see in CrossFit is yeah. 95 RX for men. And so if you see that, that's kind of the average or a medium load where mm-hmm. you're going to do a larger set. Yeah. Unbroken. Exactly. And keep moving throughout. Yeah. At, at that the feel of that when when it's prescribed at 95 and let's just say it's snatches again, you know, you should be in a workout like that. You should be able to do more than five uh, at a time, 10 maybe, or more uh, depending on what you're doing and how long of a workout and what you're doing before and after that movement. But it shouldn't be do one and completely, throw the bar and then that was your maximum lift but nor should it be easy where you're just able to do 30 or 40 without blinking an eye right and i think that's you guys have done a very good job of coaching that lately but it's very important that the athlete knows the intent of the workout and so again if the intent is a say a 95 pound uh rx snatch for male then they should be moving the barbell pretty quick. Yeah. But if I step in and do it and I'm doing sets of one or sets of two, I'm not achieving the in, the intent of that workout. Exactly. Even though I get a claim in Zen Planner that I did an RX workout, but I totally missed the boat, which goes back to the whole intensity conversation. Right. And so I think that's kind of the 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 game changer. And I hope that through this podcast that a lot of the athletes understand that, that if they see a 75 pound RX workout, that's a sprint. 95 is a medium load. 135 is a heavy load. Yeah. And that they're adjusting those, um, workouts accordingly because it's very important that we achieve the intent of the workout, not just saying we did the workout. Right. Yeah. And that's tough. I mean that, you know, we're talking, there's a lot of ego that goes involved and, you know, there's always a desire to get better and be stronger and, and challenge yourself, but yeah, each each workout has a, a desired intent. We want to get a stimulus out of it, and whether that's we want the workout done in a certain amount of time, or we want a certain amount of repetitions completed, um, you know, within a given time frame. So, yes, the coach. Hopefully, I mean that's that's a focus of ours is is discussing that and telling the class that. But if 
if an athlete still isn't quite understanding, like, what should I, I don't know, I'm still not getting it, like, what should this feel like, what should I be doing, and that, that's a, an opportunity to pause, raise your hand, and say, hey, I'm still not there, where where should I feel this, what should be going on in this workout? Yeah, and again, you've done a very good job lately about talking about the time frame of a workout, but if you're doing a workout that is... um you know, prescribed to be roughly around 11 minutes and it takes you 20 minutes, right? then you've totally missed the boat on that workout. Exactly. And you've totally missed the intensity of that workout because if it's taking you 20 minutes to do something that was designed in 11 minutes, then essentially you're giving half the effort, totally. right? So you're spending a lot of time resting during that workout, which is again, not achieving the intent. Right. Yep. And that, you know, a, like a classic example, Fran, right? And not, not everybody's done the workout Fran are familiar with it, but Fran is a, a benchmark, a staple CrossFit workout, 21, 15, nine thrusters and pull-ups. The thrusters are at 95 pounds for men. That workout, the intended stimulus is four minutes or under. The elite athletes are in the two-minute zone. When I started doing CrossFit, knowing that like Fran was this workout that we should be doing and testing, I, I'm not kidding you, my first Fran times were in the 10 to 12 minute mark. Well, yeah, I was obviously resting more than I was working. So one, and I, I was giving a hundred percent of my effort. I, you know, I don't want that message to get across. Like I was sure I was giving a hundred percent, but I was completely missing the intended stimulus of what that 100% should feel like. Therefore the workout that day didn't have the benefit that it could have had I change the weight or change the movement. When I started CrossFit, I couldn't do all those pull-ups and I could barely do two or three thrusters at a time. What I didn't realize early on is, man, I should have been dropping that back and I should have been doing thrusters at 45 pounds and should have been doing ring rows uh, to understand what 100% intensity feels like in four minutes, yep. not what I thought 100% feels like in 12. Yep. And just to piggyback on that a little bit, I think that would be, you know, I would look at that again and say, okay, the intense to be four minute workout. Well, I know you do it at 95 pounds. Maybe I should do it at 85 pounds in order to achieve that same time saying, I think it's, it's kind of maybe more important to hit the time aspect of it as opposed to do the weight. Because if you hit the time, then you kind of nailed the intensity totally. thing. But if I do it at 95 pounds and it takes me eight minutes, then I, again, I think I missed the boat on it. So absolutely. No, that's, as a coach, that's super impressive to me. If I can look at someone that completes a workout, and let's just say it's that Fran workout, and they change the weight to whatever is appropriate for them, and they finish in three and a half minutes, and I can tell they're laying on the floor and they gave everything they had, that is, that's far more um, encouraging and impressive to me as a coach, saying that athlete pushed themselves mentally, physically, and they're going to see the benefits of CrossFit R really in general. Like if they, cause they, they get it, like they, they get what, how to do the workouts as, as they should be done. Yeah. So, so they might not have been able to write RX on the board, but they truly but nailed the intent. They, they nailed the intent and that, that deserves way more high fives than saying, Oh, I did the workout RX, but it took you three times as long. Like, yeah. Sorry, man. Like that's, you missed, you know, so 
no, that's that's impressive to me for sure. Okay. Would be impressive. Well, I think that's a pretty good stopping point. Anything else to add to the intensity conversation? No, I'd say that's a wrap. I mean, I know there's there's more we can talk about, but I think we're good. We're good with that. All right. Thanks, Nick. Thanks. That's a wrap on episode number five. And a big thanks to Nick for sharing his insight on intensity during our CrossFit workouts. And thank you to our community for joining us. Please don't forget to subscribe to the Gratitude and Grit podcast and join us every week for a new episode. If this podcast is delivering value to you in your life, then let us hear about it. If we are missing something, then please let us know by sending your questions or comments to podcast at kcicrossfit.com.